Welcome to episode 136 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the kingdom of Kragadorn. <laughs> okay, that is Scott. Remember when we used to not make comments about each other's place names at the beginning, and now it's just like we do that every time? Anyways, that's, what? that's Scott. This is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy. You're Scott Prime. You know, we used to do the intro, and we say the place name, and then we just kind of nonchalantly go into it. But now, every oh, time when we've done it so many times, it's just kind of like, huh, okay, if you say so, whatever. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> M- mine is a um, some foreshadowing for something we'll talk about later. How about that? That works for me. Uh, how you been, Scott? I have been all right. Um, it's about as good as we get anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right, I guess, is really the equivalent of saying I'm doing good, because I'm... When you say that, I actually think, how am I doing? And um, the truth is, is like every time I see one of my children, they need money for like band Mm -hmm. or school thing. And school's just started here. So like it's every freaking day. I need $30. I need. Well, and they're in, I mean, the ones in band, is the other one doing anything? Uh, The other one tried out for band. She did not get the drums. But she's probably going to go into the clarinet like her sister. What, so, what grade is she in? She's in seventh grade. Do they try out? Yeah, huh. they had. They Back. had. Um, they made a big deal about like they really needed some people for um, next year's band, like in the percussion. Yeah. So she thought I'd go out for that since they need people anyways, and she kind of talked herself into like, oh, that might be really fun doing the drums yeah. and stuff. And, and then you don't get it, and it's like, ah, damn it. And then 23 kids went out, and they only took eight. Jeez. <laughs> and she's already enjoyed the part of life where she said, it really pissed me off. Some kid, after getting it, the girl was popping off like, what's weird is I don't really even want to do band. I, I don't <laughs> think I even want to do band or something like that. And I was right. like, well, welcome, welcome to life where <laughs> this is just what people do. Those who get it are not grateful, and those who want it don't get it. But yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of life in some ways. So it is what it is. Yeah, when I was a kid, we did music theory in seventh grade, and essentially, I don't remember having to do anything other than pick what instrument you want to play, and then you're in band. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Eh. Well, it's different now. So okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know why. Uh, it was, you know, thirty-five years ago or whatever. Yeah, lots a lot's changed. Like, I don't know. I could complain on and on <laughs> about uh, you need money constantly for everything, and yeah, there's just not enough. There's times I want to go outside and just go away, like <laughs> let the wind go take me. Oh, I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> Like just let the wind go take me. <laughs> I keep looking. I'm like, I wonder if I could just like move to Australia, live with Sean down there, and put together Legos, and help him out, and like not have to worry about anything else. Just like you got, eh, you go handle it. Have fun. I mean, you're not wrong. No, but then I'd probably die from something because it is Australia. Oh, there's something poisonous that would just kill you, dude. Uh, technically venomous, but yes. Venomous, yeah. You know, I'm American. I get it wrong all the time. (laughs) 
Um, so speaking of traveling, I guess we go ahead and announce that we are both going to Chaos Cup. Knock on wood, unless something happens, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Um, so after complaining about not having money, none of that has really changed. Um, me and Steve are going to Chaos Cup this year. And no, we don't have any money. <laughs> we will um, be selling uh, both uh, big deal figures. So I can put those up on the shop and go. We've oh, not good. been able to get any extra of the Oklahoma and Spiky Cup dice, which is what I was waiting for, but... Is that not yeah. going to happen? No, nah, it's just not going to happen, it looks like. Okay, well... So, um, unfortunately. So, how this came about, and I know, like, podcasts ago, I said that there was a very, very small chance, and really, there was... I didn't think really any chance of me going this year. I looked at the band schedule, uh, just life, money, and then... <laughs> The unthinkable happened, at least to me. I didn't really think Chaos Cup would sell out. I thought they would do more than you know they have in previous years, mm -hmm. but I did not. Not one drop did I think, yeah, they're definitely going to sell out because everybody's just going to die to go. I told and you. As soon, and as soon as that hit, kind of the, the FOMO hit, you know, the yeah. fear of missing out. And I was just like, golly, I kind of want to go, but I just don't know how I'm going to afford it. And the truth is, folks... I don't know how I'm going to afford it, but I'm going. And uh, so, like, yeah, if anybody wants some, like, uh, original art from the Death Path game, um, I'm selling it. So <laughs> reach out to me. I'll, I'll make you even a deal so I can get some food and stuff, you know. But um, So Scott will I, also take commissions. He doesn't like doing it. But just no, nothing, uh, nothing in-depth, something like a sketch or, you know, a quick line outline or something. Just charge out the do. ass. Just I, charge out the I, ass, I, dude. I might. I might do something like that. Quick pencil sketch or something. Maybe. Yeah, pencil maybe. sketch. 50 bucks. There you go. Maybe. 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 <laughs> but for sure. <laughs> yeah, if you want some like original inked art that was published in a board game or something like that, you know, like you get a hold of me and I'll make you a deal. I know in the past, I, you know, I kept my prices pretty steady, about 100 bucks of original art. But I'd be willing to uh, cut a deal so I could... Uh, have some fun in Chicago area for sure. Um, we actually assembled a crew of people, so it's not only just me and you. It's uh, Gary Brown's going with me again this year, and uh, Matt Strickland's going with us. So new staple to traveling around, Matt Strickland, who will I also he... be going with us to Lubbock. That's correct. Yeah, we're also hitting Matador Melee, and you're thinking, Scott, you just told me you don't have any money. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Dustin Parsons and John Spurgeon do a lot for Oklahoma Bowl. Yeah. And they they hold this tournament once a year. And I part of the reason I couldn't go to didn't think I'd go to Chicago is because I've promised them no matter what, I'd get my butt out there. Even if I had to drive that one night, play the game and Lord help me drive Ugh. back to you know this Saturday night. You know, I told it's them it's like I a would be there. five and a half hour drive probably. It would be really freaking awful. But of nothing. I did say I would go some way, somehow. And, you know, me and Jennifer are already planning on let's make this happen. So here we are. We're, go we're going to Lubbock. And uh, like I said, that was already planned and money was holed away for that. <laughs> Not as much money needed to go to Lubbock as you need for Chicago. But no, looks like we have a nice Airbnb, too. Yeah, we lucked into that because it's. The good thing is it's on Labor Day weekend. The bad thing is it's on Labor Day weekend. So mm -hmm. 
that was like the third or fourth Airbnb we found. And every time we talked about it, one of them would get snatched up. So it's really like our third and fourth choice, but finally we settled and everybody agreed that they could pay. So well, yeah, know. we're going to have like four or five guys going out that way too. Jennifer's not playing in uh, Matador Melee. But, oh, okay. But yes, we're going to have a crew. Um, I'm going to Chicago to play. Gary's playing, Matt's playing. You're going to actually be a ref, right? Yeah, I initially said I was going to play, but Jeffro wanted me to ref, and I'm like, well, I'd rather play if I'm going to do it. But I also said, if it sells out, I'll gladly let someone else play and just help out. Because I, as much as I enjoy playing, I'm much rather just be there for the enjoyment of being there and hanging out and seeing people. And it's not like I'm going to do well anyways. I'm the only person... That have we have ever gone to Chaos Cup with that has not won a trophy. Like, did Jen play in Chaos no, Cup? Jen, she did. She didn't win a trophy. Okay, so it's Jen and I. You're uh, saying you feel a little butt hurt though because the one time Alan went, he got a trophy. Yes. Uh, Scott Hess, who leaves early before trophies get handed out, he won a trophy. Michael Multiple. Lewis has won a trophy. Multiple. Um, I've lucked into a few trophies. I have come month. close to last and most casualties at the same time. Didn't get either. So, yeah, I'm happy to help out. I got you. I feel you. Well, that's cool, though. So, um, yes. So, if you're excited... I mean, like, even Grant was saw somewhere that, like, what do you mean you're coming? And I didn't really say nothing. So I was going to, like, I kind of wanted just to show up and surprise people. But yeah. I figured, like, that, that's like, also kind of narcissistic in the same way. Like, look at me. I'm here. Like, literally no joke about this. Missing it last year caused me probably to have a mental breakdown. What? Just with everything else that was going on at my in my life at the time, stress oh. and the job, and I had to work that Saturday because of we had a ransomware attack and we had my classes were behind. Eventually, it got me in trouble because they had to throw me upon the VPs as a sacrifice. Like it wasn't my fault, but they're like, "Oh, we got to blame someone, so we're going to blame you." Enjoy. And it's just I like, oh, I can't deal with this. And just like not being able to go to Chaos Cup when I see everyone else having fun. I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going this year. So if you would have, we can talk about this at the next podcast, but I'm curious. If you would have went, what would you have played? Do you even know? No, no. Dude. No clue. When is Matador in like two weeks? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have no clue. It's all, all fair. I should be playing Norse because I got to start working that back into my routine. That practice stuff? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But we shall see. All right. So I think, is that like the main news that we wanted to get off our chest? That's all I got, yeah. Okay. Feel like there's something else I wanted to say here. Now I can't even think of what it was. So. Well, there was a lot to talk about that recently happened, but I believe we're just going to t use that for our one segment this time, and then we'll come back and do another show later in the month after blah blah blah. But okay, yeah, that's good. so 
so if you're right here and you're thinking, what are we going to talk about? Well, one, I really wanted to talk about like Amazons and then like our fluff for the Amazons and stuff like that. Cause I don't think we've ever done that, that I can remember. And yet the Amazon team was announced and nothing has come out. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so, not fair. Not nothing. Not nothing. A new release of, of uh, pro elf stuff is coming out. Which is perfectly fine. Yeah, I yeah. just thought by now we would at least have like a release date for yeah release dates and stuff. Like that. Really, oh, so. uh, one cool thing is just today GW put the rules for Blitz Bowl Ultimate Edition on their website, so you can actually download the rules for Blitz Bowl. I saw you mention this. You're just saying. You think that's good from a standpoint of somebody can go check it out yeah. without buying the game. And it's, I know the reason they did this is because good luck playing Blitz Bowl without the cards that you have to get from the box. But still, I mean, it's a move in the right direction. If they would just put the Blood Bowl rules up like they used to and make changes with the FAQs as they come out and once a year just commit to like we're going to take these reviews and suggestions into consideration and then pump out an updated rule set every year. People would be so happy. I'm telling you right now, every year, and I know this has turned into the longest opening segment, which is fine, because we're going to have one just other segment, and then we're going to go to shout-outs. So we'll just continue this talk right now. Um, yeah, if every year at the NAF Championships, at the end of it, they said, before we announce the winners and pass out the awards, we'd like to go over the following few changes. Mm -hmm. And like, if there was drastic changes, um, they could announce that. Or, or the day after. Or, or even there, say, here's the rule pack. Tomorrow, this is going to be live. And everybody claps. And, you know, and then this is, this is in stone for the whole year season. You know? And if, they, if GW would just be like, okay, well, here's a PDF. It's 10 bucks. Okay, I will buy that PDF. I don't buy PDFs, but I will buy that. If they don't put out a physical book and they updated it every year and they put out a PDF, I'll pay 10 bucks. I have no problem with that. You'll pay 10 bucks every year? Yeah. If they keep updating it and everything, why wouldn't I? Well, that's fair. I mean, people probably would. I mean, I some people won't. 10 bucks is a lot, but yes, I think that would help tremendously with a lot of stuff. You can fix problems as they go. See, that's the thing is, I don't want to, I don't want to monetize it to a full book to where I'm paying fifty bucks a year, because then they are going to force changes that change gameplay, which requires you to get the book. Know what I mean? I got you. If it's, I got you. if it's just a PDF and you pay ten bucks to download it, awesome. They're not going to make many changes. They're just going to enjoy the passive income. But the moment that they can make fifty bucks a year putting out a big book. They're just going to be changing those rules every year so that we have to buy it every time. Let me tell you something. They better get on this, um, at least, I don't know, anywhere else in the world if you have this problem. But I know for the, I'm going to say mainly the Texas area, tournaments are going to have to start changing. Because what we have in our area is good uh, coaches spamming Griff all the time. Yeah. And it's hard not the to. Other, the other good coaches feel like there's no way to combat this, 
except to also play Griff. So when they play the other good coach, they have a chance to, you know, get Griff off the field and just fight it out. Yeah, it's a it's a no loss scenario. Yeah, and if it's good for the Joneses, it's also good for the Smiths, and then (laughs) everybody else loses out. I mean, it's turning into. I was talking to somebody privately, and I said, like, it is turning into Griff Bowl, not Blood Bowl. Yeah, it's how can we use Griff and. Don't get me wrong. I took him to Missouri. I talked about it on the podcast. I was excited to play Griff on Dwarves before everybody else noticed it, too. I just pulled the trigger late. Now, I didn't do as good as these other coaches are doing. I don't. I didn't win Smasher Bay in the face on these tournaments like everybody else is doing. But, uh, you know, I didn't also lose any games the time I took Griff. So, he is really good. And at first, I thought the overpriced, like, He's way overpriced. He should be changed. I thought that was kind of BS. And now that I'm seeing it, what we're seeing around here is really everybody trying to fit in Griff. Let me tell you something. Dean Piper, Mr. Elf, (laughs) Mr. Elf, Dean Piper, is playing dwarves with Griff to combat the other teams with Griff. Yep. That tells you something right there. To my knowledge, and I could be definitely wrong, Dean has never said, I just can't wait to play some dwarves. I don't All think I'm so. Looking for is the right way to play dwarves. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it, it's a problem, but what can we do about it? Well, I don't know. And for all I know, maybe these good coaches are tired of seeing Griff too. So they said, let's all spam Griff. And maybe all these TOs will start stop allowing star players into their tournament. Yeah. Think overall is not good for the game but at the same time this is where gw needs to kind of adjust some things and look at stats and stuff and hell maybe it's just a texas oklahoma issue i don't know sure it's not but i've heard from several tos in the texas area for sure including john spurgeon this uh, in a couple weeks at matador melee he said this is the last week and i'm gonna allow stars because it's just become griff ball Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I'm curious what other people think. And they say, I heard there's other leagues where people save up money. And when they get to the playoffs, they just buy Griff. Speaking or buy of, nice segue. Yeah, I know. I was kind of trying to bring it to that. So. But yeah, we are actually going to be talking about our new season's playoffs. Yeah. So, so I guess not new, but most recent season it's not it's not really new but we'll get into that let's uh let's wrap this up enough uh ranting about griff ball and let's talk about some cobble season season eight season season eight season eight we'll be back <laughs> we are indeed back and we are talking about cobble season eight season eight season eight sorry i said that all goofy and weird it happens if you don't know, the Cobble is the Blood Bowl League that me and Steve started. I mean, I have the stats like right here. We started it back in 20, I was about to say 25, 16. 2016 <laughs> is when we started it. It's the we, Central Oklahoma Blood Bowl League, as you right. should know. And we we got to remind other stores that like this is not a store central league. We're actually trying to like get the everybody in Oklahoma area to play these games, but we have so many territorial 
people that won't leave the one store that they play in. So, I mean, we've got some players from other stores, so that's it's slowly getting out there. Uh, this is season eight. We had one season canceled due to um, COVID, obviously. Yeah. And, um, but regardless, either way, this is season eight. So uh, here we are. We um, had 16 coaches throughout the whole year, which I believe is the most. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a lot. We had 16 coaches that qualified for the playoffs. And when it was come time for the playoffs, we had, we decided to do the first two rounds in the same day just to get everybody together, one cohesive unit. My fear was is that if we had some new people playing, maybe somebody that didn't know the rules well, you know, there was nobody else to be there yeah. where they had some controversy or anything. So um, we got together this last Saturday on, a, what was it, August 13th at Wizards. Uh, 15 coaches participated. One coach was just sat out, I think due to health reasons or family stuff or whatever. Anyways, he sat out, so that gave our uh, team that won the league, like the league champion, first place in the league, Paul Davies and his cast dwarves, he got the first round by. So um, we had 15 other coaches that, you know, or 14 other coaches that played uh, round one of our playoffs. And um, I'm going to go over some the divisions that we aren't in, Steve. Okay. That way I I'm going to say some scores, guys. I know this doesn't matter, but also want to kind of share a little bit of we have some new players, we have some old players, and we have some players in between. And overall, these names are not maybe my favorite both down approved names, but at the same time, there's nothing that sticks out that drives me too maddening. So um, the number one seed, Black Mountain Rocks, uh, they got the first round by. So then we had the eight. In uh, ninth seed, the Tyrant Peak Stout Beards, which is a dwarf team. They versed the Morn Mountain Meatballs. Not a fan of the meatballs, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the the Ogres, the Meatballs, upset the dwarves one to nothing. We had the Black Craig Butcher Boys, which is an orc team, uh, defeat the Goblin team of the Tatooine Sandcrawlers. And yeah, you're like, oh, they should defeat uh, a Goblin team. Yeah, Will, the guy playing the Goblin team, he's so good with stunty teams. It's annoying. For a long time, that game was uh, just one nothing, and he was he killed some big pieces on that orc team. Yeah, that it very sure. easily could have been a tie. Well, not a tie, but it very easily could have gone the other yeah, way, one nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of our new players, uh, Miles he Miles Hampner, he went in. He had the uh, thirteen seed. Uh, his Gallomir. Grim Rushers, which was a Necro team, versus Drew Buchaconi's Riverbottom Nightmares, which is a Chaos Renegade team. The 13 seed versus the fourth seed. Um, this game went into overtime. Matter of fact, Miles was up most of the game. Drew scored late to take it into overtime. Um, after the game, you know, Miles has about eight games maybe in his system of playing Blood Bowl, besides a few one off games just to practice at home. Um, Drew said, "Like, yeah, this guy—he's—he's he's picking up Blood Bowl pretty good." So <laughs> that was a—that that was the tight game. Like I said, it was the only game that we had in the first two rounds that went into overtime. So, yeah, but uh, Drew ended up winning that two to one in overtime. Then we had the Hagfin Deadbeats, which ran by Bid and Burns, 
versus the luster and the number three seed by and the way. necro and they're also necro versus the lustrian sun eaters which was a lizard man team in a shocking upset the lustrian sun eaters won three to one over ben's team we said it early in the day we said like somebody's gonna get upset i hope it's not me <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that's um, usually how it works yeah but it was just the right kind of matchup and right dice and everything happens. So, uh, yeah, big big upset there. Then, Steve, you had your Asphalt Scorchers. Asphalt. Asphalt Scorchers, sorry. Amazon. Amazons, the sixth seed versus the 11th seed Blitzburg Steelers, which was a Skaven team. And I'm going to let you talk about that game. Oh, man. That, that was against Sebastian. Uh, great guy. Is he new? He is also new. He has about two games more experience than maybe Miles does. Okay. So he's still a good coach. A um, couple of little things he probably could have done better, but nothing glaringly bad except for his dice. And this is one of those games where I it, it was never really in question. Like, Was things, he just getting diced? The whole day? So bad. I was... <laughs> now, granted, I have a lot of blodge, so I was doing a lot of one die uphill, because I've got... One die uphill, or two dice uphill? Well, one die, whatever you want to call it. Just one, one die, die block. Uh-huh. Or half die block, however you want to say it. Um, I was doing a lot of those, because only one out of six would screw me, and I have a lot of rerolls. I've got four rostered and then a leader. So it is. And I didn't I just did random. I got leader. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Um so I never had to use reroll the first half. Like at all. Well that's and, the tail of the tape right there. And he was just failing everything. He would do a block and he'd get double skulls. His rat ogre uh would get wild animal not wild animal, but He'd make his roll, Animal Savagery, but then he'd get a skull and both down. And he'd go and try to use Loner and get a three or whatever. And just, it mm-hmm. never worked. Everything he tried did not work. And everything I was doing was working, just 100%. So I actually finished this in like an hour 15. Yeah, you were done, and we were shocked. And then you finally realized after about 15 minutes, you said, what half is everybody on? And we were <laughs> like, some people would say, oh, I'm on the first play of the second half, or this is my turn eight in the first half. Or the, somebody said turn one in the second half, you know, turn eight of the first half. Yeah. And you were like, oh, crap. We did so finish early. A lot of it was that first half, I got the ball, and I go down the field. And... um. He failed, you know, his big guy failed, so it gave me an extra turn, essentially, to where I can get further downfield, and I'm able to get the, just people around my ball carrier. And he saw that, and kind of backed away, because I was going after his gutter runners. Sure. And he didn't want me to kill him, which is, you know, smart, but if you back away... I'm just going to sit there and stall and try to beat you up more. So then he tried to come back and tried to put up a little bit of a fight and he couldn't get to me. He couldn't do anything. So I went in second half, the ball kicks off. 
It goes right to the line of scrimmage, and I get a blitz or a perfect defense. I got a perfect, essentially a perfect defense, whatever it's called now. Okay. So I was able to load that side, put the two people right next to his one, and just was able to get the ball again and walk down the field. And then I was up two to nothing and then kicked off again, another fortuitous you know, kickoff result. And I had the ball, and I go one way, he overcommits, I go the other way and break it down the field, and he just kind of is like, okay, you, you go. And I'm just <laughs> like, I took it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So, right. three nothing. So three, you won three to nothing. And I felt bad, but I mean, it, he had a lot of time to just sit and wait. Yeah. I mean, that's Blood Bowl. Sometimes the dice do that to you. Yeah. Uh, wrapping up the first round, we had the number seven seed, the, I think it's Pa Huxla Poisonbacks, which is a slant team, versus the Rage City Raiders, a human team. That was Gary Brown's uh, slant team. Gary Brown's slant team versus uh, Kenny Goad's Raiders team. Um, last time these guys played, I believe they had like a 3-3 tie or something ridiculous like that. Um, Gary was up. <laughs> Gary said that the dice went his way. This was like the best one game of football that his team played all season, but especially with the dice. He was actually up three to nothing. And Kenny came back and scored, I think, on like turn seven or whatever to get it to three to two. But Gary said, like, just like you, he at times didn't even have, he hardly used any rerolls the first half or anything like that. So, anyways, the slam held on three to two. And then then the Krakadorn Battle Ragers, the 15 seed dwarf team by uh, Kyle Longo is who I played. That's where I got Krakadorn from the, you know, the beginning of the segment, here, mm-hmm. beginning of the podcast, versus my Niftengrad Privateers, which is an old world alliance team based off, you know, obviously, uh, if you're part of uh, Nifton's little like uh, friend group uh, on Facebook that him and Kat Corvin share. They often tease about this land is Niftengrad, and so I took that, and then they make jokes about being pirates, and that's where I got my theme and everything. Um, this game at first was really ticking me off because, like, on paper, I, you know, even though he's playing dwarves, we still probably had better, like, overall skills and stuff. And I mean, let's not kid ourselves, they're 15th out of, uh, you know, 15 teams, so therefore. Being the number two seed, I should have the advantage. Uh, but the first three plays, we were playing in the rain, and I couldn't pick up the ball. And I had sure hands. Three plays in a row. <laughs> Rolled a two, then a one, then a one, then a two. Then a, you know. So it was terrible. It, it was start, I started to get really mad, but then uh, I went up basically two to nothing, and then I scored on the last play of the game to make it three nothing. So, uh, so that gave us our final eight. Uh, and then we had lunch, and you went off to Velvet Taco without asking me if I want anything. Yeah, I know. I realized that afterwards. It's okay. Uh, uh, my next opponent, Jean. But you're also not a fan of Velvet Taco. I raved about it when I went through that one time. Oh. That's okay. Okay. But I'm just a bad person. Where yeah. were you when we were talking about it? I was sitting down. I didn't realize you were talking about lunch. I don't know. Wasn't going to just interject because, myself into because, because Matt Strickland and uh, Andrew Durso tagged along. That's oh. why I don't understand. That's what I'm kind of getting at. I don't like, know. Why did 
Let's go. I didn't think about it. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, John and I ended up going to Raising Cane's, and we chatted the whole time. And you know, I told him like I I really did not want to go against your team because he's got the <laughs> Lizard Man team and all that forward strength. I'm like I'm just not a just not a fan. I don't like that matchup. And I no, we all thought like it could be an upset too, and we'll get to that here in a second. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so we had the Black Mountain Rocks versus the Ogre Team of the Morn Mountain Meatballs. Um, <laughs> the dwarves that have hit all, all cylinders all season long, they, I guess, before Andrew Durso had a, even a turn, he had lost two of his ogres to injury. So, I mean, that just tells you what kind of season this Cast Dwarf team is having. Uh, they ended up winning two to nothing. And then um, what I thought would probably be the match of the day would be um, the Black Craig Butcher Boys versus the River Bottom Nightmares, the Orcs versus um, the Cast Renegades. The, these guys tied during the regular season, and Drew came out on top 2-1 uh, to one in that game. So two of our final four is Drew Bucciacone from 3 to Block um, with the – what he was it? He was the fourth seed, and then the number one seed, the Black Mountain Rocks. Then on the other side of the bracket, we had the Lustrum Sun Eaters, which was done by, um, coached by Jean Alex. And then, of course, you, the Ash Fall Scorchers. And I'll let you do this one, too. <laughs> okay. So at lunch, I did tell him of the story about our matchup in the home league, where my Norse team went against your Lizardman team and just killed all the Sorai. Mm-hmm. And he thought, oh, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, um, that was foreshadowing. Because by, like, turn two or three, I had two of his Sorai out. Like It was bad. Gone, gone. Yeah, and how did you do that? Just block them and broke their armor? And... I pushed. At, I have now two Blitzers with Frenzy and block. So that's helpful. You have nine, Steve has nine Blodgers. Two with Mighty Blow, two with Frenzy. Yeah, two Blitzers with Mighty Blow, two Blitzers with Frenzy. One might, uh, one of the Frenzy has Stand Firm now, too. So he kept, for whatever reason, forgetting I had it and put people two away from the sidelines. So I got rid of two Skinks real fast, but the crowd didn't want them. They wanted the Sauruses. There's a crowd never wants the Skinks. So I, I actually blocked down Asaurus and casualtyed him, just straight up. That was the only casualty I got that day. But then the crowd got two other Asaurus casualties, at least. Maybe a third one by the end of the game. Like, I was just destroying him. And again, the the dice were all in my favor. He wasn't having nearly as bad dice rolls as last round. But... It was never in question. After having well, all those people down, and he, it, I ended up winning two to nothing. Um, there was a point where he was he had the ball and he was throwing down the field, and decided to try to throw to one of his skinks. And one of his skinks does have um, diving catch, catch, and sidestep, so it's really annoying. I tried to kill it, but wasn't able to. Um, but he went to throw it and my thrower just leapt up and caught it 
It's like I just oh. intercepted it and then ran the other way, and there, after that, there was nothing you could do. So you won two to nothing. Mm -hmm. I, on the other side, played uh, Gary Brown. <laughs> Gary, the guy who got us all into Blood Bowl <laughs> by making that purchase back right before we went to high school. Um, by buying second edition. We faced off again. The first time we met, I think it was three nothing. Um, anyways, we played we played this time around and the final score ended up being two two to nothing. Um the the stupid Well, this is why I wouldn't play Slam. You're so <laughs> reliant on so many things working that you tend to to me, you forget. You remember the one thing you failed. But you also don't remember the eight other times that you rolled. Oh yeah, so <laughs> you didn't get it. Slander now, crazy, did, like yeah, just because you, it's the same problem I have with sure feet. It feels like you need to jump, like you have the skills. That's what your character does. It feels like you should be jumping around doing stuff. That's just more rolls for you to fail at. Mm -hmm. Well, he was in a perfect spot to be honest. All he had to do was make this one leap, and he only fails it on a one. Well, he won, rerolled one, and that left a just enough hole for me to, if I made like two blocks, <laughs> it would give me a one or two dice on the because the slang catchers are two strength, and I had a guy a tackle piece with there, and I got the open, I got the ball, and um, got down the field. His his Crocs though. He was writing him down or whatever out of the, what is it, 32 plays, his Crocs boneheaded 11 plays in two games. So for 33% of the time, his Crocs just sat there and did nothing. That's and crazy. he did it quite a bit against me, which was also very lucky because when he boneheaded, then I could just walk away from him, you know, and stuff. So Yeah, I think John's uh, Crocs only boneheaded like once, maybe twice at all. Uh, Gary's did it a bunch. So I'll I'll take I'll take the win. Two nothing. And so now it's the number two seed Griffin uh, Niftingrad Privateers versus the number six seed Asphalt Scorchers. And I have no idea how I even have a chance to beat you. You have a you chance have because so many blodgers. Yeah, but you're a good coach and you have dwarves. And let's not yeah, act but, like you don't have skills. <clears throat> I, hey, I have skills, but let me tell you something. Everybody thinks Old World Alliance, their first thing is, is like, oh, that's that's the best of both worlds. It's like the Bailey J of like Blood Bowl. And that is Jesus not Christ. true because their dwarves don't come with tackle and they don't come with block. They uh, don't. They, they oh, them. yeah. They I, don't. See, even you are fooled by that. I forgot. Yeah, but you still got you still got a damn tree, man. I, I do. I do have a chance, but let me tell you something. If when I get that one out of six times to knock you down, if I can't hurt you, I'm in trouble. And I think we're gonna know the tell of the game about four or five plays in. You have four it's people with, with niggling, one person with two niggling. Jeez. And look at it, they're all dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> they're dwarves. Well, one's a human. Okay. Two well, a human. So it's two and two. All, all season, you know how like everybody you talk about how everybody wants to kill the sources? Oh yeah. Well, that's how my, my dwarves have been hurt all season. And to, I was talking to Gary about this. I said, all season, I played you first game, you smashed my face in. I said, all season, I've been trying to get ready to play Steve. 
<laughs> Not that I knew that you were going to end up in my side of the bracket or anything then like that. Then you should have taken more tackle. You have two, though. Here's my story. Every time I had a dwarf or somebody that could take tackle, I was down to 11 players, and I was like, my choice was like, well, I don't have a blitzer. I don't have my troll slayer. I don't have my one dwarf with block. I need somebody with block. I guess for this one skill, I'll take block now. I gotcha. You can see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I bet that I'm probably taking two players with block, with tackle. So yeah, I but also that. you don't want to just game for only one team just in case. I know that, but I figured by the end of the season there'd be a lot of blodgers anyways. I, I was thinking Gary, too, and I did face him. Yeah. And my tackle did come in handy against him. I, um, I tell you... My weakness when it comes to teams like Amazon or Lizardman or anything is I focus way too much on the people with tackle. I should just ignore them and know where they are, but I will go out of my way to try to kill them. Oh, I don't blame you. And that's what I did with the Lizards. You know, he had one person with tackle, and I kept going after him. Well. By the way, I may, may I just say, I did not expect to get a Bailey J reference this episode. Oh, well, I mean, people with Google at home can, like, can get their minds blown or, or whatever. I mean, however. Did I ever tell you about the friend who I asked the question, Bailey J or Buck Angel? And he said he couldn't make a decision? <laughs> yes, I think you've told me this story. Uh, for anyone not familiar, go ahead and Google. Um, but it was a question of who would you rather? Bailey J or Buck Angel. He's like, and he's kind of religious type. And he's like, I can't, I can't, I can't choose. I can't choose. I, I cannot choose. You have to choose. I can't choose. You have to choose. I can't see, choose. This episode's been fairly clean. Are you about to make this? No, it's going to be clean. I'm like oh. a gun to your child's head. You have to choose. And wow, he goes, that's... I can't choose, but it wouldn't be Buck Angel. I'm like, okay, <laughs> then you've chosen. <laughs> no, I haven't. Mm, yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, Anyways. I'm not saying my it's my girlfriend named Jennifer Bowen, but there might be a girl I know that rhymes with Jennifer Noen, who uh, kind of digs Bailey J. So, uh, we'll Dude, I, I, I would dig Bailey J. Not anymore. They seem to have gotten a lot of plastic surgery lately, I think. Well, you know what I'm talking about. We're talking, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Six years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Yeah, I'd be down. Anyways. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have a both down showdown <laughs> in the next round of the playoffs. We made the final four, and at this point, I'm just uh, I'm going to do what I can to you, and we'll just see what happens. But um, can anybody stop the uh, Chaos Dwarves? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good team. What I find interesting, too, because we talked, but we had a little tournament uh, league meeting, and uh, one of the questions I asked the people to think about is, like, should we allow teams that haven't been remade into the league of mostly remade teams by GW? And here at the end of our playoffs, two teams, granted, they're good teams, uh, especially for league play, uh, but here we are, Chaos Dwarves. We know when they get remade, they're going to be different. Um yeah, but okay. Look, here's here's the Chaos Dwarf team, right? So three blockers with guard, two with mighty blow, one naked. We've got 
a bull centaur with block and dodge, a bull centaur with block, frenzy, mighty blow, strip ball, a goblin or hobgoblin with sure hands, block and wrestle, a hobgoblin with strip ball, and another one with block and sure hands, but five movement. So I don't know how to stop that. Well, and if you look at his bull centaurs, he's uh, got some extra movement on him, too. Oh, he does have plus one movement on one of them. Jeez. He went for the save up to try to get a stack boost twice on, I think, that same one. Uh, he took dodge one time, yeah. and then he took um, the movement the other time. And honestly, like those are one of the characters that are really good no matter what they get. Armor, yeah. maybe not. Everything else, perfectly fine. Yeah. And he's a good coach, too. You know, his value, he's really kept his value down by not taking a bulls, uh, a Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah. Um, and I only guess, three rerolls. Yeah, his idea is, you know, the, the Minotaur is just going to soak up all my rerolls. So I'm just going with what's good and be efficient. And so far, it's worked good. Has he even had a loss this season? I have no idea. Oh, I could tell you really quick, just for shits and giggles here. Does it have he's an had, easy way to see? He's had three draws. Um, I know I gave him one of those. Um, I don't know who the other draws came from, but huh. anyways. So turn play is pretty awesome, but it really needs like a history so we can go back and see matches. Drew t- held him to a 1-1 tie. I held him to a 1-1 tie. And Matt Strickland held him to a one one tie, which is orcs. Yeah. So. so, you know, two of the best coaches and one really good coach. Two of the best coaches. The three people who tied him. Uh huh. Who's the really good coach? Matt. Oh, and me and Drew's the best coaches? We're in the playoffs. Oh, okay. That's right? Good. I uh, mean, I can't. I can't argue with you. Right. And nothing against Matt. Matt's really good, but he's not in the playoffs. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about looking just at the numbers and stuff? Uh, I can't remember. Jiminy Christmas. Oh, I remember. Uh, we also, at the beginning of our league playoffs, we... So I do this thing, and we used to, we used to do this from our little league that we had, you know, that we always now refer to as the home league. Um, in the home league, if you were the top, if you had the top stats in each of the, the categories that you could get SBP on, like completions, you know, casualties, et cetera, et cetera, the, you would be up for voting for league MVP. And that even included interceptions, which was always one or two, two, you know, mm-hmm. all, all season. Um, we also enforced about five seasons in, I think we went to a rule where we could look at the most star player points gained and somebody might have second place in all those categories and maybe even more star player points overall. And, you know, they're not up for a league MVP. And so we decided to like grandfather some of those people in um, tour play has this cool stat. That's like best all around or something like that and best performance or something like that. And it's, it adds up all the statistics. So most completions, most fouls, you know, everything it has, I'm trying to find it here so I can tell you, 
TDs, casualties, completions, interceptions, injuries. Now, I don't know if that means injuries they give out or how many they've taken, which is be odd, but still injuries, MVPs, and fouling. All those combined. So I took the I took the top player of that as well and put those in there with the stats. And really how I do this, folks, is it's like the press is voting for this, so there can be controversy. And we shuffle up like a deck of like magic cards with the names written off these characters on there. I had <laughs> we had six cards. I had three of them removed from the very beginning. You know, like those people weren't in the top, weren't in the top three. And then I had the next guy reveal cards, third place, second place, and then first place. And um, probably well deserved that the the uh, player that won it for us was. Um, What's his name? I'm getting to it right here. Varric Blackbone, which was the big badass bull centaur of the Black Mountain Rocks for the um, Chaos Dwarf team. So, yeah. Fluff wise, it made a lot of sense, but man, I was sweating bullets. I was thinking, if Gary's guy with one interception all season wins league MVP, we know there's corruption. <laughs> I got the second interception of the league, but it was in the playoffs, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Yep, that voting happens before. So looking also, okay, also last but not least, I had five hundred and eighty thousand dollars going into the <laughs> uh, game with Gary, and I always joke that if I made it to the finals, I would hire Griff or Morg or whatever and spend all my money. Well, I haven't been snake bit at all by any super big bad events. I mean, like I've lost like. 30k here and there 60k well i rolled catastrophic and i only got to keep luckily i only got to keep 90 90,000 of my 580,000 dollars because when catastrophic happens you roll 2d6 and that's how much you keep times 10 so i was very fortunate to even roll a nine because it could have been as low as a, a 20 you know um, so I was very scared in my game against Gary that he was going to F up some of my players and I couldn't afford to even buy him back for my next round opponent. So there goes me taking a star player in later rounds. Gary, on the other hand, did use the Zote against me. And that made a difference on this land team by having, uh, the Croxagor and the Zote. Thank God the Croxagor... I can't even talk. Crocker, crocker. <laughs> I can't even say it right now. My brain won't even let me process it. Croxagore? Croxagore. Thank God he bone hit so many times during that game because having two big guys hit me would have been really bad. So, Man, I don't. You know, I was looking at uh, teams and I have the second highest value team at 1490. Yeah. Uh, 1495 is the most, and then you're at 1480. So, like when we play. You get all of 10,000 in inducements. Well, I think I can buy a few skills still, so I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. So, so I might I, get we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to be very even going into this last game. But, um, yeah, pretty crazy. This is the this is the longest season that we had. We went 12 games. Uh, max 12 games is what most people could play. And I'd say quite a few people played the max game of 12. Um, anything else interesting or Thoughts on any of the playoffs or league stuff at all? Not really. I mean, 
it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I I think it's been a good time the whole time, and it should be good. But man, I I don't know. I you're right. That Chaos Dwarf team is just so killer. What you gotta hope is whoever and Drew's such a good coach. I mean, he's doing this with that Chaos Renegade team, and yeah, he had to buy a new troll and everything. You gotta hope for either one of us that they beat the hell out of each other pretty bad. So whoever goes to the finals beat up. Mm-hmm. Or whoever's, we play a third place game too. So there's a chance that one of us is going to lose two games in a row. I'm scared it's going to be me. But um, yeah, injuries might play a factor. I mean, me and you haven't had an injury this whole playoffs. And I don't know if Drew or... Um, I had, I took a, I think I had inducements on the first game. And I took an apothecary. And uh, I had one person who got badly hurt, and I left him out, even though it was a blitzer. And, uh, hmm. yeah, never happened. Nothing happened to bad after that. Hmm. No, that was actually the second game. That was against the Lizards. Because the first game, I took a keg. And I never gotcha. got any knockouts. No, that's how that always works. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. Anyways, if you... <laughs> As you can see, I'm pretty proud of our guys. At least they've really tried to be fluffy and fit the their Blood Bowl team names that fit into this universe. So I think it's been a, a real fun league, and if uh, one of us does not win it all, then we should have the winner come on and talk about it. Oh, for sure. I think that would be really cool, actually. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, and then I guess maybe in a month, after Chaos Cup or something, there's probably about five or six of us that are going to try to do a small Dungeon Bowl League just to try it out. Yeah, so, that'll be fun. After all this is over, next month we'll hopefully have a little bit longer episode where we can talk about our re- reflections and thoughts of rules and stuff now that we've played a full season of um, you know, the 2020 rules and stuff like that. So Yeah, changing passing. <laughs> there's there's quite a few little things so changing passing anything else you want to talk about bud nope i'm good all right well if we don't have nothing else i said we just get to shout out and wrap this up for tonight sounds good it's the end of the episode and time for no one's favorite part shout outs i'm sure it's someone's favorite but you know it's Nah, it's impossible. It's impossible. All right, we got a shout out for what? Somebody in Australia where everything is venomous? Uh, yes, sir. And breathes fire. I don't think they breathe fire. Johnny Wilkinson, who uh, puts on the Big V tournament down there. Uh-huh. Let me look real quick. It's the tournament. Big V, you know, is for Big Daddy Viscera. Big Daddy V, who wrestled in the WWE. I was thinking it was more for Victoria. He was also Mabel, the character Mabel, who won, I believe it was 1994, 1996, uh, King of the Ring. Probably 94. Okay. Well, I don't think that's it, but maybe. Anyways, he's a longtime listener. He's been doing the Big V forever. Actually, when he started it, surprisingly enough, uh, Michael Lewis happened to be down there, so we gave him a whole bunch of both down stuff to give away. And do we really know what Big V stands for? For real, Victoria. Oh, unless I am completely wrong, but it should be. 
Well, it's not Big Daddy Vis- V or Viscera from WWE. So right. We, no. We know that for sure. Okay. So, uh, he actually is running the Big V on the 26th and 27th of August. A little late to be telling people about it, but it doesn't matter because it's sold out at 93 tickets. Yeah, how are they doing that? I guess they already have an odd man out ready to go, so. To make it even 94. Yeah, most likely. So. But yeah, it started small, and now it's the biggest ever Blood Bowl tournament in Australia. That's really cool. Well, congrats, Johnny. And which is keep up the good work, my man. Which and is maybe re- one day yeah. we get down there. Yep, yep. I, I would love to actually. Oh God, that'd be it's amazing. Really it's making me weird. wonder about tournaments. Sorry to interrupt you, but why's that? Because we're seeing a big influx of people getting out. Yeah, everything's selling out. Everything's the biggest in the nation. I mean. They've had majors down there because they put the fifth major in Australia. Was it CanCon? I think. Uh, I don't want to say because I don't remember. It's been so long. But this is going to be bigger than that. That's amazing. And yeah, everything seems to be, if you put it out there, people are coming. So keep that in mind if you want to start doing tournaments. Is it because everybody was at home for a year and a half and they're ready just to get out and live? That, and I think that the game's just expanding and expanding. More games in stores, more people coming out, more leagues. It's possible. You know, us all playing those those playoff games up at the store, afterwards I heard that there was like two people that were going to come back and talk to me on Sunday because they were really interested in playing, so... Yeah. Like next league. So that's that's good exposure. So. It'd be cool to have a like a demo day again and actually have people come out as opposed to one random old lady who wants to sit there and talk for 40 <laughs> minutes. Well, yeah, she thought it was just demo board games. She didn't know it was Blood Bowl. Yeah. It was really cranky. Yeah, that was no fun. My Uber dropped me off, so I'm here no matter what. <laughs> I got like 40 minutes. What are you going to show me? Steve exposed himself and then he got kicked out of the store and she's like I've seen that before I'm like well what you get <laughs> alright uh, oh I just what did, did I just click off the next shout out alright so we got a, a, a nice little email here that I'm going to attempt to read and I always feel like I'm a terrible reader but this is from Brian Lotta I guess that's how you pronounce his last name Lotta sure. Lotta Hey, Stephen Scott, I just wanted to write and give you thanks and the credit I feel you deserve. Well, of course we deserve that. Thank you, Brian. I started listening to your podcast when I entered graduate school to seek my doctorate in chemistry. Wow. He's smart and he still listens to us. What does that tell you, Steve? Uh, Now I have graduated. I feel it only fair to give credit where credit is due. As you can imagine, this journey comes with many long nights at the lab and long periods of monotonous prep work. Monotonous. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've ever seen that word in print. It happens. (laughs) Monotonous prep work. Golly, I'm going to get made fun of for that. And sample collection. Listening to the podcast really helped me through those long nights and grueling hours, making the time fly by. My favorite segment by far are the travel reports from the food. See, somebody loves the food reports and the comic shop stops. 
to just the story of the total travel experience, especially the World Cup report recap. Thank you for your stellar content, being amazing ambassadors for the game, and the great work that you do in helping build such a fantastic community. Best regards, Brian. Thank you, Brian. It's uh, still at times amazing that people care. Yeah. I had <laughs> um, Brandon Alderman reached out to me today, and he wanted to make sure that he didn't schedule one of his events around the same time of one of our events in the future, you know, to get maximum exposure from the same kind of group of people. And yeah. I was like, still blows my brain that people think that we're something. <laughs> oh, but, we're something. I mean, all right. Yeah. We're something. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Brian. Thank you for the email. It's nice to always get feedback on stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just always great to hear any type of good feedback. We, Again, I don't think we've heard bad feedback like a couple times. And if you follow us on Twitter, you will know that I've tweeted out, does anybody out there have the name for a nobility team called the Nuln Oil Barons? Because I'm from Oklahoma, where there's there was oil barons back in the day. And Anyways, I thought that was cool because it was kind of a pun off the Nuln Oil paint i like didn't it. know that for the shade yeah and then somebody responded back uh said we have a known oilers in our league which i also thought was actually kind of cool yeah and kind of theme because it goes with the nfl thing so i thought that was a neat little kind of response um also another kind of shout out in response to like last shout out when we kind of did this the thick skull fantasy football carrying case on kickstarter it had a pledged, uh, it had a goal of like $9,600, and it has 555 backers for 84000 Wow. And there's 40 hours to go. Wow. So by the time you hit, listen to this, it's you can't get it. Probably, yes. <laughs> but who knows? It might open it to the late backers and stuff like that. But either way, that's impressive as all hell. Should, uh, we should have a Kickstarter. Well, to travel to tournaments. What's Ski- Steve and Scott's documentary where Steve gets annoyed at Scott for teasing him all the time to do things <laughs> that he, no normal person should. Come on, Steve, get drunk. No. I mean, we, we, we could always, no, we can always do a Steve and Scott travel fund, uh, GoFundMe type thing or a Patreon. And you just know, be like, here, give us money, we'll travel to more tournaments. Because ugh, it's getting rough. I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but we're getting to that age where we're going to have a health problem. And I feel like I only have one get-out-of-jail-free card at best. I don't know if I want to waste that just going on like a random trip to like, you know, a Blood Bowl tournament in Canada or New yeah. York or somewhere like well, that. Well, World Cup next year. But... If somebody would like to just donate about $2 million my way. Don't be greedy. $1 million. Okay. Split two ways. That'll that, be fine. Yeah, but after we pay taxes, I mean, that's not much. I mean, it's still way more than I make. So, yeah. yeah I'll take it. It was like the person who won the giant lottery and they only got 400 and some million. Like, boo-hoo. Sorry. Yeah, I saw the memes of this is the only time you see, like, a billionaire get taxed. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or something like that. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, any other shout outs or anything? If you're listening to this, you still have time to register for the Matador Melee that mm -hmm. takes place in Lubbock, Texas on um, September 3rd. It's four rounds of uh, Blood Bowl put on by John Spurgeon and Dustin Parsons. Uh, it's a well-run tournament. It's a lot of fun. Great guys down there. Yeah, and the same little shop that was really nice. It's uh, $1.25 million, and you can do like 160 of that in skills. And we are for sure not going to that pizza place. No, we're not going to that pizza place at all. Matter of fact, I don't know if I can afford to go anywhere, but maybe like Little Caesars. So, <laughs> Well, that is a pizza place. That is a pizza place. We're not going to that one. Are we going to go to world-famous Arby's? <laughs> we probably should, yeah. Do you remember world-famous Arby's? Yes, I do. God. To those who don't know that inside joke, it was somehow Whataburger was called World Famous Arby's. I don't even know how. If it was on purpose or us being No, stupid. Gary thought uh, there was an Arby's, but it was actually a Whataburger. And we ended up eating there, and I was like, well, this is, I guess, the best Arby's I've ever had or something like that. Mm -hmm. Calling it the world, world best Arby's or something. No, it was world famous. I, again, was it world famous? Go back and listen to that podcast to find out for yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I have no idea. Anyways. Anyways, indeed. Uh, uh, I, I got nothing else. Up. I know that um, if anybody's ready to smash my face at Matador Melee, I am 100% taking nobility, and they suck balls. They are interesting. They suck balls. Okay. You know, I marked them on my calendar, like to get them over with at John's tournament. And for whatever dumb reason, I thought this tournament was just a three round tournament. And then when I was looking at the rules, I was like, oh. That's okay. My dumbass thought it was in October. So. Yeah. Well, that's Warhammer Fest. So. <sighs> that's right. Yeah. All uh, right, everybody. This wraps it up for <laughs> me. I am Scott Prime. And this wraps it up for Steve, who's right there, Kilowoggy. So, say something, Steve. I will say whatever the hell I want. All right. Oh, should and, I do uh, a random uh, 1980s movie quote? I mean... Uh, Pinball City? What? Oh, I thought you wanted to end it with that, so I was shutting up for once because oh. I was trying to get the last word in. But, oh, no. Okay. That's funny. Pinball City. Gotcha. Well, what movie is that from? Um... Leon. Um, is that the Leon is the movie with uh, Michael J. Fox and the, mm -hmm. the chubby girls on bikes? <laughs> Scooters, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Midnight Madness. There you go. You guys forced me to watch that one time, didn't you? And sure I did. And it's a great movie. <laughs> it's not. It's a, if you have not seen Midnight Madness, do yourself a favor. Michael J. Fox's first film and well worth checking out. For just a second. No. I thought, no, listen, oh. for just a second when you said it's well worth, and as you started to say checking, I thought I picked up a J, and I thought you were going <laughs> to say jacking off. <laughs> and then my brain went there immediately of like, you getting excited to watch Midnight Madness to jack off. And then I was just like, where is my head going? And that's what happens in like a couple of seconds when you don't get a lot of sleep. So, yeah, apparently. So let's go ahead and get off of here so you can go to sleep. 
See you, folks. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Name is Cecil Serpent, monster of the sea. I roar a blazing fire and shoot out tangerines. I glide across the water and surf atop the waves. Looking for my pal who really needs a shave. His name is Gus the Puddy Tat. He loves to swim and play despite his fuzzy face. I like him anyway. I saw him over yonder, a-floating in the sun. I worked to just beneath him, and scared him just for fun. He tumbled from his floaty, and soon began to drown. I scooped him with my mighty head, and placed him on my crown. For I am Cecil Serpent, monster of the sea. I saved my pal from drowning. So he could play with me. Sprawled across my crown, we splashed and played around. When out of nowhere came the most peculiar sound a cruise ship filled with humans, a blaring horn to boot. Heading full speed towards us in a hot pursuit. The blazing fire within me expelled into the air, warning the intruders. They must be aware. The ship came ever closer. Whatever does this mean? I raised my rear into the air and shot out tangerines. For I am Cecil Serpent, monster of the sea. I'll teach them a lesson not to mess with me. They laughed and scorned by making fun and let out one last shout. Bet you know what happened next. I tipped it over and poured them out.